Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Please be advised that Little Miss Recap contains adult language. We get along, you know, really well, her and I and my father. You know, we're a very close family. Um, there are disagreements, obviously, as all families do. And when they are, they're, you know, they're big disagreements. Um, but when there's happy times, we have, you know, really good time. Um, it's just, you know, it's, it's difficult getting all three of us in the same house at one point because obviously father's really busy, um, Harry's travelling or wherever, and uh, I'm up here, so it's, um, it's just difficult, but yeah, it's, it's, it's all good. so much like that doesn't even okay all right take two take two hi everyone welcome to little miss recap the podcast where feeling empathy for prince charles was not on my bingo card no this this month but i cried my eyes out amy of course you did first i said i wanted to i would sleep with cody every day with woolly Now this, what's happening? happening? You know what it is? You know what it is? What? I think I'm too close to the manosphere. I've like started bringing it into my zeitgeist. And I think I'm in that radiation zone. You know what I mean? Like Chernobyl, I'm too close. We got got to get you (laughs) off the bridge where the (laughs) nuclear waste is falling on you. Yeah, we got to, I need to stage an intervention. We need to stop this. Jesus. Prince slash King Charles is getting such a phenomenal edit i want pita morgan to write my life story when i die for real you're gonna look like the greatest human ever you're gonna look like fucking mother Teresa over there oh my god please like let him write beat your children let him write my eulogy let him write my eulogy or my obituary there we go sure for real both are good um yeah it's bad it's real bad i mean it's good uh, i i have had um spare on my audible download for a while listened yet have not listened and i've decided to not listen until we're finished this because i want to go back and get harry's interpretation on it because Mm -hmm. apparently Mm -hmm. two different stories are being told here yeah yeah Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. And can we rage about the recasts? So I listened oh. to the Crown Official podcast with Peter okay. Morgan. Okay. And he was saying that for the first half of the series, he needed to have them look like young little boys so that mm-hmm. the loss of Diana and them walking behind the casket would be would resonate with people. But sure. then he didn't think it was right to have those same little boys talking about partying and fucking off and dating. And I'm like, but that was what, what happened, happened in real life. Right. And they instead they went and found the, the least looking like hairy redhead they could find in all of England. And he looks, look, this actor is fine looking. This is nothing about his look. This doesn't look anything like Harry. He looks older than William. He does. So it's like a weird recast. I don't know what's happening. It's not good. It's not good. It gets better because then they have a different Harry. Or is it not a different Harry? Did they just cut his hair? When? Because I didn't watch episodes nine and ten yet. For the, I don't know. We'll have to go look. It's okay. The Prince Harry recap cast is not good. (laughs) It's not good. I I love our backdoor friends so much, the Facebook group that we have, because Mm -hmm. somebody said, and I'm so sorry, I forgot who, somebody said, I'm here for Amy's take on 12-year-old Harry playing bartender, and she was (laughs) correct. I have notes on that. (laughs) Uh, It felt very Sally Draper getting cocktails for everybody. It also felt very Amanda Lipnack into this. You had to bring Don Don Draper in. Mm -hmm. It also felt very Amanda Lipnack circa 1979. Okay. Everybody beers, you know, six year old me (laughs) pouring glasses of wine. I'll never never forget one year for Christmas. I had that stupid damn elf on the shelf nightmare happening. Oh God. And I had put the elf in the shelf. It was the first year we were doing it. And I had put it in the cooler outside on the porch and we were having Christmas Eve because the elf was showing up for Christmas that year. Sure. We were having Christmas Eve, so we had like a cooler of beverages out on the porch because mm-hmm. my old house was set up where whatever. So in front of everyone, I said to my kids, or no, Timmy said to the girls, girls, can you go out and get me a beer out of the cooler? And my mother was so mortified <laughs> that he would send them out for but the elf was in the was cooler. That's the reason he did it. Sure. Yes. Makes but I was sense. thinking, are you serious? You used to literally blow your cigarette smoke in my face when I was a little kid. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? So I went to nursery school drunk once. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> One morning I decided to get my mom a beer and she was in the shower. So I opened it and drank it. <laughs> wow. Okay. All this right. is the 70s, man. Like, it was yeah, a while. It was west over there. Let's was... do whatever the hell we wanted to do. And uh, yeah, I mean, today's CPS would be called and my mother would never see me again. But then it was just like, ah, she took a long nap. It's fine. It was cigarette, <laughs> cigarettes and beer for everybody. Oh, my God. The there are the photos of my mom, like super pregnant, cigarette in one hand, beer yep. in the other. Yep. Like, yep. Doing the you're whole like, thing. You're like surrounded at all times by 12 adults smoking. Oh, God, yes. Yes. <laughs> it's a miracle our entire generation doesn't have lung cancer. A hundred percent. How yes. many cars were you in with the windows closed oh, and a parent smoking? Many. 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 Mm-hmm. It was it was a wild time. It oh, was yeah. a wild time. Oh yeah. I'm sure my parents were sitting there with cigarette in one hand and like bottle feeding me. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Absolutely. But yet, you know, my dad and mom are appalled when I tell my kids to go get a beer out of the cooler. Um right. and the girls used to call it daddy's beard. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, so 
I also wanted to ask your opinion on this back half of The Crown. Okay. I didn't watch 9 and 10, but I've watched... I don't want to get too far ahead because then I get jumbled as to what's in what. So I watched 5, 6, 7, and 8. Is 8 the Margaret-centric episode? Yes. Which, again, sobbing. I can't wait it to talk about stopping, that one. It wasn't sobbing, but it was really good. That was my favorite of this back half. Yeah. 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 It was good. Um, I hear there's some cuckoo magoo stuff at the very end. It's cringy. I also want to say. For it. I'd rather I, ghost Diana. Ooh. I also want to say, as a as a teen of the 90s, mm-hmm. they're doing Tony Blair dirty. Tony Blair was hot. Yeah, he's. I well, remember you asked teenage Amy, "Do you like New Kids on the Block?" And I was like, "No, Mom, I think Tony Blair's hot." That would you know? have been teenage Amanda too. Yeah. Here's the thing, though: the actor they have playing him has some gnarly looking teeth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, that feels like they did him dirty. No, I googled no. Tony Blair. Yeah. Also had some gnarly yeah. looking teeth. So he at least did. The he actor, did. But yeah, they. They could have got something closer to Hugh Grant. They didn't need to go the full Hugh Grant Love Actually treatment of Tony Blair. I, I would be here for that. Oh, I'd totally be here for that. Yeah. But that would be just a little... Ch- I mean, they've they've already done Dominic West as Prince <laughs> Charles. We can only go so far in <laughs> making these people better than they were. But Yeah, I really... He was a holdy, though. I remember I remember mm-hmm. really thinking, like, Tony Blair's hot as, yeah. as a teenager. Same. As a teenager. Let that sink in. Okay. So today we're, we're talking the crown. We just want to each other. We're nerds. It totally is. Yes. The crown season six, episode five, Will's Mania. Mm-hmm. Will's Mania. Will's Mania. So we open up on a sullen Willem. William. Mm-hmm. Willem. Hmm, Willem. Willem. Defoe. Is Willem Defoe show? <laughs> Willem Defoe's around now? <laughs> In his bedroom listening to the cranberries. Remember the cranberries? Oh. I love them. I'm so sad I never saw them live. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, no, I never did. And Charles never is eating, is it muesli? Muesli or muesli. For, well, yeah, muesli breakfast? is what they call it in Europe. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And Will looks like he wants to jump over the table and stab him. And, you know, oh, I yeah. get this look from my teenagers on the reg, so I totally understand what it is. I've seen this look many times from a child in my home. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. So, oh, you live with the father and son, so you'll have much to weigh in here. Okay, mm-hmm, so later mm-hmm. as they drive Will back to school, Charles is listening to, like, some classical opera-type music, and he changes it to Torn by Natalie Merchant. And he's like, and this is to- this is totally me. I really like this music. Uh-huh. And, you know, you're trying to like bebop along to it. <laughs> <It's> like- <laughs> I actually thought though, from a from a theatrical standpoint, I thought this was a really good use of coming back to one of the parents driving one of the kids in the car. Because we had Diana yes. and William and we were yes. playing tub thumping and they were both into it. Yes. And you, you could tell Diana was totally comfortable with this music. Mm-hmm. Prince Charles does not know what to do with Torn. No, no, no. nor nor should he. Nor should he. He needs to stop right keep now. Keep Torn out of your mouth. Yes. <laughs> okay. So Charles, uh, trying to connect with the sulking teenager over current music and being the most uncool person on Wait. earth is is me. Real quick, who did you say sang Torn? Natalie Merchant. No, it's Natalie Ambrulia. Natalie oh, Merchant. Oh, is it? Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, okay, okay. Just wanted, I was just wanted to catch that. Yeah. Amy still does not know 90s music. Okay. So Charles is concerned that Will might not be ready to move back to school. He's like, it's a little early. You might want to take a, because it's like three days. Mm -hmm. 
And Will's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And Charles suggests all the things except therapy. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Actually, I mean, if this is accurate, Charles was right to be worried about him going back to school so quickly. Mm -hmm. Charles Mm -hmm. was all of this. Not only did his mother just die, his mother died in a very public way. Everyone is very well aware of she died with Dodie. She died in this, uh, everything. Yes. So he can't hide from this at all. Correct. And then he's back at school and it's like, is that the right thing to do? Peter Morgan did say that in the weeks following Diana's crash, Charles did clear his calendar for like three to four weeks. Okay. Out of deep concern for his children. I'm sure. I mean, I feel like that last part is Peter Morgan's interpretation. (laughs) Like, I'm sure the official calendar didn't say clear, 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 out of deep concern for children. (laughs) Right. But at the same time, he was doing the right thing. I I, I think, again, uh, Charles is getting a real good at it here. But I don't think that Charles would have been like, oh, the boys are fine. We're just going back to life. Like, I think he would get it. I agree. I don't think Charles was a monster. No, I just think think he was not... Emotionally connected. Right. He was emotionally disconnected, as was his father. Like he was he was the parent he was parented by. Yes. And I find it really hard to believe that he just broke the wheel. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like that takes a few generations to break that wheel. Like maybe he took out a few spokes, whatever. But I I doubt William's totally broken the wheel either. I think Harry's a lot closer. Yes. Yes. So Charles, um, oh, Dr. Gailey is Will's housemaster. Mm-hmm. And Will likes him. He's like, you know, he's a good guy, whatever. And now we see Anne calling Charles. And they're talking about how to move forward here. And Charles says, in my day, grief counseling would have been taking a cold shoulder or shower and marching across the countryside. And mm-hmm. Anne goes, what's wrong with that? I know. Woo! Again. good at it here. <laughs> again, parented the way... She was parented. Sure. Yeah. Remember, She's, the best part of their day was the 15 minutes they got to see their mother in the morning and the evening. They're, they're who, Amanda? They're mummy. They're mummy. Mummy. Yeah. I did a whole queen impersonation on the oh, on maths today. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can't okay. wait. So Anne says, it's better than having some fuss made and them being mollycoddled. New word. New word. <laughs> the word mollycoddled. I've heard that before, but I like it. I oh, like it. I like it. I like it. Mollycoddled. We're adding that to our list of good words. And so this new enlightened version of Charles is like, well, you and I are different in that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I do think Charles was very different than Philip in that he was sure. not a, a mach- quote unquote macho man, right? Mm-hmm. Like he was more sensitive. He was more of an intellectual more and into the arts, all of yeah, that. And that was lovely. And I love mm-hmm. that for him. But yeah. I, I still, you know, there's still all that cold yeah. parenting that went into him. Yeah. So at school, Dr. Gailey delivers Will two sacks of letters. One is from the boys at school, and there's like 600 of them. And the other is an entire trash bag full of letters from young women. Mm-hmm. And we have some voice over the letters and the boys are like, oh, you know, we're on your rugby team. We love you. Come back to the locker room. Let's go into the showers. I don't know what that (laughs) Wow. This just took a turn real quick. What was not expecting? Sounds like like something Poodle would come up with. Jesus. Okay. I don't Um, know how bros do sports talk. (laughs) Bros do sports talk. Um... Yeah, I'm pretty sure every housemaster at Eaton was like, 
So before we eat dinner, all of you are writing a condolence note <laughs> yes. to yes. to William. <laughs> this was not and organic. Don't him into the shower. Let's keep it clean. <laughs> Let's not get dirty, boys. <laughs> So the women are all like, dear, they range from, there's a range. One yeah. is, dear William, here is my teddy bear I grew up with to, I bet your bod is hot and tight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't, I can't with this. You, you have sexualized this to a level that I was not expecting at all. Um, yeah. I am the world's worst note taker. <laughs> no, you're the best. This is the best. Uh, <laughs> anyway, but there were some real, like, you know. I thought the, in- the note that they had from the from the little girl in Ethiopia who's like, my mom died too. Oh, that was that was touching. I can't make touching. fun of that. Yes. No. And I bet he got a lot of those kinds of things from kids who were like, yeah, my mom died too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not quite in that way, but my mom died too. And do, do you think do you think he you got your bod is hot and tight? Your bod is hot and tight. I'm gonna need to cut ten minutes of this out. Oh no, you don't. No, actually, you don't. Okay. okay. All right. So now if you're talking- not gonna get canceled first. For banging Cody Brown now, this Jesus Christ. That was that, that will forever be referred to as the lowest point in my life. <laughs> and the fact that, that you made me join you there is really awful. Amanda, that was rock bottom for us. <laughs> Only up from here. Only okay. up from here. So okay. Dr. Gailey pulls Will in to see how he's doing, and he's like, I have an official event. Grandma and grandpa are celebrating their golden anniversary and they would like you at an event, but you don't have to go like you can refuse, blah, blah, blah. Gailey says it'll be half a day, a picture, a lunch, etc. cetera. Mm-hmm. Gailey says, I understand what you're going through and distractions help. My wife had leukemia a few years ago and, you know, we kept busy and it helped us get through it, whatever. Mm-hmm. She's fine sure. now. And Will's like, is that it? Do you have anything else for me? Can I get back to my table tennis? Like he is giving me teenage girl vibes. Oh, yeah. And teenage boy not, vibes. Right. I have not raised a teenage boy, so I can't speak to their energy. But my daughters would be like, are you fucking done talking about that tragedy in your life? Can I get back to TikTok now? Right. Exactly. I need to go back upstairs. I have a, I have a, you know, discord meeting at noon. <laughs> I don't know what the hell they're doing up there. So. Now we're at the family picture, and I just wrote, wow, they did Harry real wrong here. Wow. So bad. He's like 10 feet taller than William. Mm-hmm. He has the worst haircut I've ever seen a, a person have. Right. So bad. they're drinking. You know what he, You know what haircut he has? <laughs> Let me wipe the tears away from my eyes. Yeah. You know what haircut he has? <clears throat> Bran Stark. Oh God, he does. Yeah, like somebody just puts a bowl on there, and goes yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the, that they oh, have power yeah. in Game of Thrones, but you know, no, what I'm but yeah, about. yeah, yeah, same, mm-hmm. same thing. So, and who amongst us has not had a bowl cut in their life? Who, who amongst us, like me, decided they didn't want bangs in the second grade, so just cut them off? There we go. There you yes. go. So now they're drinking champagne. Okay, there's this underlying theme of Harry being like. Harry's already the party boy. He is a party boy and he wants to 
you know, get Will drunk or something. I don't know what's we, happening. You're we watching this and I'm like, oh my God, Harry's drinking a beer. And Todd's like, yeah. I'm like, he's supposed to be 12. Yeah. He's like, oh. I yeah. Mean, who, amongst problematic? Us, who amongst us wasn't drinking beer in the woods at 12? <laughs> no, I, I have to say I was not 12. I was 14. <laughs> I was, no, I was probably 15. Okay. Okay. I was 14 and then I didn't drink in high school because I was a nerd. Okay. No weed. You were just sitting alone drinking <laughs> old granddad or something. <laughs> oh, I was drinking my grandmother's early times. You were drinking the beer while your mom took a shower. It's true. It's true. Peaked early. So the brothers talk about like how kind everybody's being. And then Harry goes, Pa, Pa alert, two o'clock. And I thought, well, I hear Pa, I think of Charles Ingalls. And I was like, sure. where, where, where? Where is he? I need a man to show up on this scene. You got one, just not the one you wanted. Right, right. So Charles comes in. He's coaching the boys on like how there's people that they need to pretend to know. This is totally me and Timmy going into any event. Yeah. I'm like, this is your aunt. This is her children. You know, whatever. So they're out in the crowd and girls, now now that we see them leaving, and girls mm-hmm. are just losing their shit over Will. This is Beatles level losing their shit. Beatlemania level. It's mm-hmm. wild. And the rest of the family is kind of like, are you guys seeing this? Seeing this? What's what happening hell's here? happening here? <laughs> So now we have Charles calling Camilla, mother of the year, apparently, patron saint of all patients. She's the only one who's helping Charles not be an asshole. Jesus. Does she have children? Yes. Okay. I think so. so. You you talk, I'll, I'll verify. So Charles is calling Camilla and telling her like how wild it was. And he's like, it was like he was a pop star. And Camilla says, it's like Diana all over again. And Charles says, but it's worse because he's so withdrawn and shy. Like, it's painful for him to be going through this. He's not mm-hmm. like Diana in that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Camilla does have issue, as it says on Wikipedia. Issue. 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 Tom wait, the Park- kid's, wait, the kid's name is Issue? That's what they're referring to her children as. In genealogy and wills, a person's issue are their lineal descendants. I never, ever heard that. I never heard that before. Yes. Okay. uh, Tom Parker Bowles and Laura Lopez or Lopes. She's an art curator and he is, what does he do? Uh, He's a food writer and a food critic. That's kind of cool. I'd love to be a food writer. Mm -hmm. Be fun. Okay. So Charles says, look, I had terrible role models. I have no idea how to do fathers and sons. Because Camilla's like, they need you more now than ever. She's right. And Camilla goes, it is no excuse that your family doesn't know how to do fathers and sons. Like, the boys need you. Buck up, buttercup. Yeah. Get your shit together and get mm-hmm. on this dad situation. <laughs> right. Go go, dad this. Go dad. Go, go <laughs> dad. So at school, Will is again called into Gailey's office. Gailey is getting a lot of screen time. Yes, <laughs> but he also here. seems to be like really good to Will. He's like, a good he dude. He seems to really yeah. be taking care of him. Yep. He's taking he- care of him more than anyone else is. Yeah. 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 Fair. So he's like, your father wants to come and visit. And William is stunned by this. Yeah. He's like, he does. Wait, why? And he also Did my has- other mother die? Like, what's <laughs> happening here? Why are you coming to bother me? He also has two whole trash bags full of letters from girls again <laughs> for Valentine's Day. And he's like, do you want me to just chuck these in the trash? And Will's like, yeah. So Charles shows up and he's like, I just wanted to check in. They have some really painful small talk. Mm-hmm. He's like, maybe we should visit mommy's grave and place some flowers. 
And Will, I keep calling him Wills because that's what everybody calls him. Yeah. So Will, they call him Will, but I like Wills. Wills is just staring off. You know, he doesn't want to hear it. Mm-mm. And then Charles says, I want to take you to Whistler Mountain over the holiday to go skiing. It'll be a trip just the three of us. Yeah, we'll have to do some press. I mean, it is a Commonwealth country we're going to go to, right. so we'll have to but, do something. But. Mm-hmm. but it won't be bad. It won't be bad. <laughs> Famous last words. Again, we have a scene with St. Camilla encouraging Charles to be father of the year. They agree that they can't see one another. And Charles says they are in the prison of public opinion. I wonder how long they went without seeing each other. I don't know. But he that says didn't even to her, occur to me. I know. I know. Well, don't forget, like, I think we forget how Hated against she was. them, yes, mm-hmm. the public was. I mean, mm-hmm. they considered her that she broke up their marriage. Yeah. yeah. She was a homewrecker. So he tells Camilla, you are so patient and so gallant. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now they arrive in Vancouver and Harry is jumping behind that bar to make some drinks. And I just wrote, what is happening? Harry is 12 and now he's a bartender. What is going on? And he's like, what do you want? Do you want your martini dirty? Do you want to, what, what do you want? An old fashioned a Manhattan. A I mean, what do you want? I get it all. He is just like Sam from Cheers back there. Like, what can I do you for, brother? Meanwhile, at 12, I think I do the name of like an old fashioned because that's what my mother drinks. And a martini. And maybe a margarita. Like, these were the names of drinks I knew. Ask me what I knew. What did you know? I knew Brandy Alexander asked me how, because it was John Lennon's favorite drink. Of course it was. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Harry ribs Will a bit about the girls throwing themselves at him. And he's like, no, good for you, because no one likes gingers over here. No, no, that's that's not not true, true. my friend. No one likes your haircut. No no one likes whatever's happening on this head situation, (laughs) but it's not the red that's the problem. No. I have a friend who jokes that she specifically married her husband so she would have ginger babies. Oh. She does have ginger babies. Oh, ginger babies. She also likes her husband, too. Yeah. So- We see some news footage calling the young prince blessed with his mother's looks Mm -hmm. and footage of the crowds. And I wanted to ask you if it was real because it seemed real. They did a couple times in this back half. They also they went back and forth between, you know, the 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 show and then real live footage. Okay, All right. They did it a number of times in this back half of the season. Similar to what they did at Diana's funeral. It looked real to me because yeah. I don't know how they could get that many extras to dress in 90 clothing. No, 90s clothing. Yeah. All in one place. Although it is the crown. They have unlimited money. Yeah. And so, think about it. They put a casting call up in London. How many people are going to show up? A lot. I'm, I'm heading there. Yeah. For sure. Hey, everyone. Stay tuned. Little Miss Recap will be right back after these words. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. So at the cabin at Whistler, uh, they're talking about slopes, and Charles finds one that's referred to as two and a half thousand feet of thigh-burning hell, and I wrote, that is me walking a few blocks in the summer in Manhattan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Charles says, no more publicity on this trip. We're done. We're done. We're done. He says, well, you know, although there is one more pick and then they'll leave us alone. Now, I have a question for you. Did they mm-hmm. show the picture being taken? I think so. Because I, I missed that. I missed yeah. it. Yeah. He looked terribly uncomfortable. I actually remember that photo. Well, here's the thing. I'm looking on Facebook and they're like, what was actual and what was fake? And so they showed like the actual photo and then the fake one. I'm like. I didn't see this picture get taken. Yeah, it did. What you happened? You must have had a seizure or something. <laughs> I must have. You must have blacked out or something. You had too many Brandy Alexanders. <laughs> I understand. Have you so, ever had a Brandy Alexander? No, and I have no interest in it. Okay. I don't want milk with my alcohol. No. Oh, it has milk in it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Will is like, uh, you know, when are they going to leave us alone? I, I hate this shit. I hate the press. And William goes like, you lied to us. You said we'd be here alone. And Charles is like, dude. I get it. It sucks. Mm -hmm. I hear you. But, you know, we need to do this. Like, this is part of the... And William says, I'm not the one with the image problem, motherfucker. Mm -hmm. And a mic drop. He is so pissed at his father. (sighs) It's not just the grief over his mother. He is so angry at Charles for everything. Charles leaves and Harry even is like, Harry wakes no. up out of his 12 year old drunk and stupid and is like, whoa, that was oh, intense. Hey now, Will. <laughs> you don't ever seem to register an emotion. That was a lot. Let me get another drink. <laughs> so after the skiing, Charles goes home to complain to mummy and papa. Mm-hmm. And he's telling them like, I'm concerned about William. And the queen says, quote, tears and self-pity are not common courtesy in this family. And Charles is like, well, it's not really self-pity. Like, it's grief. Right. His mother died, like, months ago. Now, I will say this. I think in these moments, I don't doubt that Charles is not like this behind closed doors. Yeah. I think that Charles has the ability to say, like, you know, we need to show more empathy here. Mm -hmm. I just don't know if he can do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's easy to identify what should be done. It's harder to do. It's harder to do it. It's harder to say it out loud to your mother, the queen. Yes, true. So he says, you know, we need to let it out, blah, blah, blah. And Charles asks mummy if she'll talk to him because sometimes it's easier to talk to a non-parent. Which is true. Okay. Yeah. Philip is feeling some type of way about this. (laughs) What the hell did they do to Philip this episode? (laughs) Where did Philip develop any sort of conscience and humanity? I have to tell you something. They interviewed the actor who plays Philip. Jonathan Price, who I love. Yeah. And he was saying everybody that he talked to that knew Philip personally, like no one had a single bad word to say about him. I was like, really? Okay. Did they not have a bad word to say about him because they couldn't say a bad word right. about him? Was that right? Exactly. Right. Is, that a, is that an unbiased sample? Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. So Philip's feeling some type of way about this and he pulls out some pics and he and of he and baby Charles later when he's alone. Mm-hmm. Then he starts watching some old movies. I'm like, where are we going with this? 
And then it's I missed not- that actor that played him. <laughs> like, oh. Wow, yeah, uh, Matt Smith. <clears throat> yes, Matt Smith and Claire Foy were so gorgeous together. Yes, they were. Oh, they were. So he pulls out some letters from his father, reminding him to be strong and buck up. And then he sees letters that Charles had written him, and they have like a different tone. And mm-hmm. you know, we see all of this happening. So now William is invited to his grandparents' house on tea for Sunday, uh, for tea on Sunday. And he's like, what, what? Now I'm invited to my grandparents? What's happening here? Why are right. my family talking to me? Right. Why is anyone paying attention to me? They just usually ship me off to school and don't bother me for six months at a time. <laughs> so he gets there and he's ambushed by Charles. Mm-hmm. As my kid would say, when you're trying to have a conversation with them, yeah. he ambushed me. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think we've heard that too. Okay. Why are you attacking me? I'm asking mm-hmm. you a question. <laughs> So Charles says, I think we need to talk. And he says, you're angry with me. And I want, you know, I want to hash it out with you. So William says, first, we never talked about her. We never talk about her. And you definitely played a role here. Mm -hmm. Charles is stunned. And he's like, I hope you're not insinuating what I think you are. Your mother's death was a terrible tragedy caused by a drunk driver. Okay. Charles says being in Paris was her choice. And Will says she had no royal protection. And he's right. He is correct. Mm -hmm. And Charles says, I have always argued about that, that she should have had that. Mm -hmm. This is, this is where I have a problem with creative license. Because I feel like this is a major thing that if you're not sure happened. You can't have this conversation. You can't have the conversation. It is so raw. And it's so important. And so important and so vulnerable. If if this conversation were to have happened, we don't know, but if this conversation were to have happened, it actually also explain. it also gives more credence to how Harry has handled his family. Yeah, I agree. Both of these boys are looking at it as like, this is the, I mean, we know that Harry absolutely blames the paparazzi for the death of his mother, which yep. is why he was like, I'm getting my kids the hell out of this. Yep. I'm not doing it. Yep. Yeah. So- Will says, the fact that she was not safe with us is your fault. You made her so unhappy and you loved someone else and you drove her into the arms of others. Mm-hmm. Not wrong. Not wrong. Charles says, well, it's your right to think this. And I wrote right here, kids can just fucking cut right through you. I mm-hmm. mean, this you felt totally super hurt by this. This felt so real to me. The things that my kids will say to me. God. And like I'm over here twisting myself in knots trying to like do right by them and right. they could just cut you down like that. It's, mm-hmm. I'm sure you see it. I'm sure you see Todd agonizing over how to make things right with his son or whatever. Yep. Like how to take I say, care of him, how to fix When problems, I say make whatever. it right, I mean how to give them a good life and do yeah. things, you know, do the right thing by them. Yep. And, and immediately it's like yeah, you're the worst they can human cut that you ever right human. down. Oh yeah. god. So- and then it makes me think, like, did I say this shit to my mother? I'm sure I must have. I'm sure I did. I'm sure yeah. I did. Yeah. So then he says, uh, my responsibility to your mother ended long before she went to Paris. And that accident was not in any way my fault. Which yeah. I would have been sobbing in a puddle on the floor. So good yeah, for you. I mean, he's he is right. But I also get seeing it from Will's perspective of... If you had never been in love with Camilla, a hundred percent. If you had been kind to my mother, you two would have been together forever. She never would have been banging that yep. jerk that I hated anyway. And she never would have stopped in Paris, and she wouldn't be dead. Yes, 
And, you know, you can back that up even further and say, you shouldn't have married my mother. And then we right. can back it up to the, to you know who, to mommy and puppy. Yeah. I mean, if, if anybody, if any, if any of this, if Will is angry at any point about the fact that Camilla and Charles have this love affair, the actual blame goes on Elizabeth for not allowing them to marry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So William accuses Charles and Diana of always trying to one up with each other, mm-hmm. one up each other. He's like the games with the press that you two always played, you know, it was crazy. It was out of hand. They did. And William says, you always tried to outshine one another. And Charles says, no one could outshine your mother. He's right. And, and I then, think he's so angry about it all the time. Oh, yeah. And then William says, I'm just like her and you hate me for it. Ding. And Charles basically says, look, I'm proud of you, but you have to understand that I'm grieving too. Mm -hmm. And Will says, she still loved you. That's why we went to the south of France, because you were throwing a party for the other one. Uh Uh-huh. Mic drop. Boom. Yep. (laughs) But that scene was- any of this. It's it's brutal. It's brutal. But I I can completely believe that this is how a 15-year-old has dissected this whole situation. I agree 100%. And I mean, Dominic West shines in this scene. Oh, he does. I mean, he's so, these are the types of scenes that he does so well in the affair when mm-hmm. he knows he's in the wrong. Yeah. He, he will, he, he attempts to justify aspects of his behavior, but is yet maintains that like, I'm so wronged. Right. Like Charles feels like he is wronged. Yeah. Like I did something wrong, but what's been done to me is so much wronger. Yes. So yes. you can't yes. get so much wronger, so much more wrong. No, you're right. You're right. He would say wronger in the heat of the moment. Yeah. Okay. So Will leaves and he goes back to school and Philip is there checking out his supermodel pinup board that he has. Um, I forget mm-hmm. who was on it. Claudia Schiffer. Claudia Schiffer. Cindy Crawford maybe? No, not at that point. No, Naomi Naomi Campbell? Yes. And then somebody else who wasn't <laughs> so much a a name that I recognized. I almost said Naomi Watts. <laughs> yeah. Who, who's gorgeous and could be on she the board. Is, but yeah. She would not have been on Will's board then. No. So Will says, uh, you know, they're playing chess. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Will's like, I'm dealing with family issues. Like real bad, dude. Like D-A-D type issues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Philip says, well... I want to talk to you about back pain. <laughs> and like, I'm like, wait, this is a conversation I could get in on. How do I get rid of my back pain? Well, talk to me. Sleep better. Help me. Do Wait, I need a long back <laughs> He says, I get back pain from time to time. I'm like, you're 110. You get back pain from time to time? What am I doing wrong? I okay. sleep in back pain. I know. So he's like... I've not been able to walk after pulling up my own underwear. What are we talking about? He's like, I get back pain from time to time and I just label it as back or shoulder pain rather than what's actually causing it, which is guilt and anger and resentment. And he says, you're blaming your father, but I think you are really angry with her. You're not like her. And could that be making you angry with her? Angry because she left you and you're having to deal with her legacy. Mm-hmm. And he says, sons can't be angry with their mothers, especially when they're grieving for them. Mm. I mean, Stephanie has two boys. Ask her if sons can't be angry with their mothers. I yeah. think I think sons can come for their mothers. They but I, I get what he's saying. I, I get what he's saying. I do too. 
I do too. And I mean, I had a similar experience in my childhood, well, in my more adult years of working through things in therapy. Like it was, it was very scary for me to be angry at my mother for anything. Yeah. Because yeah. It, it was just very scary. I was much closer to her. I lived with her. I was raised by her. It was terribly scary. And add that, Will, you can't be, you can't be angry at a person who died. Yeah. Yeah. How are you, how are you angry at someone who died and who got killed? Right. In such a tragic way. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, see, I always feel like I always try to tell myself that my girls are angry with me because I'm the safe one. Mm-hmm. They're closer to me. Not that Timmy's unsafe. Yeah. But, but they're just closer to me. They know they can beat the shit out of me and I'll come back for more. Yep. Whereas Timmy's going to put a foot down and put a boundary down. Right. I'm not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just yeah. keep piling it on. I'm here. Yeah. And I feel that way about my mother. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So uh, my mother used to pay for me to take my girls on vacation when I was really broke, like before I was oh. working, when I had, when the girls were babies, my mom yeah. would like rent us a little beach condo or something, oh, that's so lovely. a two bedroom, and she would take me and the girls on vacation and then she would sleep on the pullout couch and me and the girls would have the bedrooms. <laughs> oh my God. Talk about good mothering like, there. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you're paying for this and we're making you sleep in the shittiest spot possible. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Welcome to motherhood. <laughs> Welcome to motherhood. So he says, you take it out on some, Philip says to Will, you're taking this out on someone else and you're blaming your father for the fact that she's gone. And I'm sure he has blamed himself a hundred times, but it's mm-hmm. not his fault. <sighs> then I'm telling you, I could tear up even reading this. He says, one day when you're a father and your own son. <laughs> God, I love you so much. You're amazing. I need help. <laughs> you know, so you did like shoot me this like in a text. I could just read it because my heart doesn't get impacted by anything. God damn it! He says one day when your father and your own son is staring at you with murderous eyes, and you are praying for his forgiveness, as I have done, as my father has done. Maybe remember this chat, and I just wrote, "I'm sorry." <laughs> I'm sorry that Peter I fucking know. Morgan. He could write. He could write. Can write. I think. I think if I were watching this and it wasn't about these people, I probably could cry. If I yes. believe this is a fictional thing, I probably would be moved to tears. But I'm like, this is such full of shit. There's no world in which Philip is saying this. Shit. That's why I'm saying to you, like, I did not foresee this on my bingo card. <laughs> crying over this shit. Crying over fucking things that Prince <sighs> Philip says. Jesus. Jesus. All right. <laughs> so now. Philip throws Will in the car and mm. takes him to Charles' house. And Charles is hanging out in the garden. And Will goes up to him and they hug. And Philip looks on with a tear in his eye. Mm-hmm. See, I can't buy that this I happened know. this I way. I know. I know. This is why, like, I can't this watch This is what it. I was saying to you the other day. I was like, I'm struggling. I know. I know. If, it were, if it were a fictionalized story, I'd buy all of it and I'd be so into it. Mm-hmm. It's sickening sweet. It is. Yeah. It is. They, they, you it's know, two what steps they did? away from a Hallmark movie suite. Yeah. You know what they did? They brought in the writers of Virgin River for this end scene. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Got it. Makes sense. Then. And then a cupcake truck pulls up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so in the end, we see William leaving flowers on Mummy's grave. Yeah. All right. So that's the end of the episode. And for my little deep dive, there wasn't much because so much of this was just up shit yeah i made up shit forgotten though that diana was buried in an island that's my thing that's my thing yeah i'd forgotten about that i didn't know where she was buried Mm -hmm. so the spencers wanted to bury her in the family plot 
mm-hmm. then they realized, Mm-mm, not going to mm-hmm. happen. Like, no, because everyone would show up to it. Mm-hmm. So she is buried in, like you said, on an island in the middle of Oval Lake on mm-hmm. the property, which is at her childhood home, Althorpe. And it is inaccessible to the public. And I have a little bit more. Hold on. Oh, good. I'm da, glad da, it's da. inaccessible to the public because people mm-hmm. would be obnoxious about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so originally Diana was supposed to be interred, and this is from Parade Magazine, which, you know, isn't as highbrow as U.S. Weekly. Weekly, true. But, (laughs) (laughs) so they wanted to bury her. She was supposed to be interred at the Spencer family vault at the local church, but, you know, that was, Earl Spencer was like, "Uh uh-uh, no, no, no. No, not doing that. So he was concerned that people would, like, do weird shit to her grave. Which I get you. Rightfully so. Mm -hmm. So to ensure that her sons and other family members could visit her grave in privacy as well, he decided to bury uh, Diana on an island in the middle of an ornamental lake. Now, I went down a real rabbit hole here. I was on YouTube watching videos of drone footage of the the site. Okay, so there is like, so Althorpe is open to visitors during the summer. You can go and survey the grounds, but you cannot go over to the island. Okay. So they have like a Grecian temple, like a mini Grecian temple set up. Okay. That um, is like a mem- memorial plaque and stuff. And you can lay your flowers there. Da, da, da. And it. then there's like a little dock. And then there's a bridge that supposedly the family can set up at a moment's notice. Like it must be like, okay. I'm talking, this is probably 20 feet. Okay. To the so island. it's not that like far. it's not okay. big. So, um, then when you look across the island, like you see this, um, like an urn, but that's okay. not where she is. But it's like a memorial urn okay. on a pillar, like on a column. And then in then there's a bunch of trees and stuff. And then through there is her final resting spot. No one knows what that looks like. Okay. That is. Wow. Yeah, totally. Just for the family. The only thing I saw was at one point they were doing some construction around and they had a blue tarp over the center. Mm. And that's why people are like, that must be where the final yeah. space is. But we don't know yeah. what that looks like. Do we know if the island was there all along? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I wonder if they, I don't feel like they built an island. No, I don't, I don't like think that so. Happened. I yeah. don't think so. So I wanted to add too that okay, you can look across the lake to the white memorial urn. Da, 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 da. The temple, the Grecian temple, is decorated with a black and white cameo of the princess, as well as one of her quotes saying, "Nothing brings me more happiness than trying to be the most vulnerable than trying to help the most vulnerable people in society. It is a goal and an essential part of my life, a kind of destiny." Whoever is in distress can call on me. I will come running wherever they are. Oh, I love that. That was beautiful. Yeah. That's a beautiful quote. Amanda, can I ask you a favor? Of course. If for some reason I'm ever memorialized in some way. Yes. Can you pick like a smarty pants quote that I said? Like, I don't want you saying like, Will's letter said hot bod, hot and tight, (laughs) or I would fuck Cody Brown over David Woolley. I don't want anything like that on my tombstone. No, no, we're going to make something really serious. We're going to take some some of your beautiful writing about your children okay, or about right. the Do world. Do not put anything I've said on any podcast. No, no, no. no I will not let forget. Timmy do this. Don't forget, mm-hmm. I want the iPad embedded in oh, the stone. Even though I'm not going to be, right, even though I'm not going to be uh, buried there because I'm going to be spread on a whale. Right. There, this will be my memorial site. Right. And it'll and have it will, the iPad with the fight it'll over have, and over. <laughs> 
I know. <laughs> On loop, yes. On loop. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, we're going to have to set up some sort of solar situation so we Mm. can constantly power the iPad. (laughs) That's fine as long as you don't use Tesla batteries. No, we won't do that. that. We won't do that. All right. Um, Also, maybe you can put a picture of Janelle on the grave somewhere. Mm. maybe mm. her on the quad like i have my profile picture you could actually you know what we should do in the marble have it beautifully etched into the marble <laughs> janelle on the quad <laughs> and some great quote about you know the beauty of parenting your children or something not mm-hmm. not the times that you've said you would sell your children's happiness for a text exchange we're not going to put those quotes on your grave we're going to put something a little kinder but mm-hmm. it will have the etched version mm-hmm. of Janelle on the quad with her little kimono tied to her belt loops <laughs> and also the fight. And what we're also going to do, this just came to me. We're going to create a metal version of Cody's cup. <laughs> yes. Yes. Place that there too. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it has to always be half empty. Half empty, and it always has to have warm water. So there's, again, going to have to be a solar situation to heat this cup at all times. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. But, like, Diana's not going to have this great memorial. I'm thinking, like, this is Diana's statement that she'll forever be remembered by. Which is great. I I need mine to be something decent. Like, what if people are like, that's the woman who said, what if people said about you, like, that's the woman who RIP'd the Unabomber? That's true. What if you want to notice you that. have a goal, R.I.P.? <laughs> no, I'll okay. make sure it doesn't. I'll get with Todd. I'll make sure it doesn't. I, I can't mm-hmm. have myself R.I.P.ing the Unabomber in perpetuity. <laughs> All right, guys. So when we when you hear us next, Amanda will be do- taking us through episode six. Yes, I will. Yes, I will. Also, um, stay tuned for Sister Wives. We have four episodes coming up in there. Magnificent. We both watched, well, you haven't finished the first one. I have finished the first one, The Talk Back. Folks, it is not like randos. It is, we see Cody and Robin sitting there, mm-hmm. holding sitting hands, there. Mm-hmm. talking back to this thing. And it's amazing. It's amazing. So stay tuned. Jump on our Patreon, Supercast, or Apple subscriptions where you'll hear the whole thing. All of our unfiltered thoughts. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. None of those will be on our tombstone. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Me screaming for Cody's blood will not be on my tombstone. No, no. no. Me calling Robin a fucking liar will not also no. be on our tombstone. No, 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 no. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you soon. Take care, everyone. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.